Hi, you're listening to Three Psychs and a Mic with Shari, April, and Erica. So we are so excited. This is our very first episode. Just want to let you know a little bit about who we are. So my name is April. I'm a native of Birmingham, Alabama, Southern born and bred. I love all things psychology, karaoke, dance, Stevie Wonder, all of those things, and food, anything food related except for spicy. I also learned I'm allergic to mango this weekend. Mango? Yeah, I I may need to process that later in the episode. I might need some therapy around that. (laughs) Because I'm sad for you. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I am Erica, and I am also from Alabama. Shout out, Alabama. Um, Was raised in Columbia, South Carolina. I am a psychologist, and um, I'm just really excited about this first episode. I am looking forward to everything that we're going to be talking about, uh, looking forward to you all listening. And um, I'm just excited. I don't know. Yeah. Hi, I am Shari. I am not from Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually from Louisiana, Um, live in Columbia. I've been here for about five years at this point. I'm a clinical psychologist by trade. Um, I am extremely excited about this podcast we've been it's been in the works for a while so we're really happy to bring it to you guys um, and excited to just give you some fresh some relatable information and let's go from there awesome awesome um so just a little bit quick background um hopefully you have liked and subscribed well you really don't subscribe but like and followed our facebook page we're on facebook and instagram it's three sites in the mic where you can see our origin story um, but our goal with Three Sites in the Mic is to talk about all things mental health, psychology related, but doing in a way that's very light or as light as possible without without minimizing what we're discussing, but in a way that people can understand it um, and bringing it to the masses. And we also like to like for psychology to look a little bit more interesting and fun than oftentimes we think it is. And so being able to to be able to sit with our close friends and talk a little bit about a subject that we love, but in a way that you guys can digest it, that's kind of one of the things that we're hoping mostly from this podcast. And I just really hope that you will use this podcast as sort of a way to take care of yourself. We talk about self-care and psychology and really sitting around talking to, you know, my psychology girlfriends, my therapist girlfriends is really kind of therapeutic for me. And sometimes it's good to hear about topics that you see on television, hear on the radio, but get a little bit of education while still, you know, having some fun with the discussion. So hopefully it'll be fun. It'll be entertaining. It'll be light. Um, but you'll want to actually feel like you're a part of the conversation. You'll send in some questions um, and really just engage with us. And with that being said, um, although the podcast may be therapeutic, you may even get some healing from it. This is not meant to be a replacement for therapy. Mm-hmm. So I want to be very clear. We, we love therapy. We vouch for it. Um, and although all of us are certified, licensed in our own respective fields, right. um, we are not meant to replace actual therapy. And if you have questions about how to find a therapist or following up on anything we may discuss, please hit us up on Facebook or Instagram and we'd be happy to, to help you with that. Right, right. All right. Well, one of the things that I often think about when we're having conversations about therapy is, you know, some of those stigmas that people have 
about therapy. So people will say, oh, yeah, I think therapy is great. They might recommend it for somebody else. But when you ask them, oh, okay, cool, well, when's the last time you went to therapy or have you ever tried it yourself? Oftentimes you hear people say, oh, well, no, that's not really for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I just want to talk a little bit about, like, why do we think – especially in the black community, why do we still have people that will not go to therapy? What do Mm y'all think? Fear. Yeah. Well, April said fear, but I think also lack of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Like we, we often don't know what therapy looks like. And so we don't know how to find a therapist. We don't know what to bring into therapy. We feel like we have to be really prepared for what we're going to talk about. (laughs) And so just lack of of knowledge around just the entire therapy arena. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why we often stray away and kind of go to other places to get that therapeutic release. Exactly. I think um, fear of kind of what you're saying, too, of the unknown, not knowing what it's going to look like and fear of being shamed for it. Um, one thing, particularly in the black community, we we are um, implicitly and explicitly encouraged to be martyrs. <laughs> so yeah, we're supposed yeah. to suck it up, mm-hmm. figure it out. You know, you don't have time to cry. But all you know, I see those memes floating around. Either are you going to cry or get it done? I'm like, can I do both? Right. Can I exactly. cry? And then after I finish crying, right. get it I done. Mean, do it at the same time. <laughs> do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that feeling of if I can't do it by myself, then I'm doing something wrong. It's a weakness. And exactly. so getting people to understand that, no, talking to someone to help you through that, that's so strong. Um, it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that you couldn't do it on your own. Maybe you weren't supposed to do it on your own. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, moment of truth, ladies. Mm-hmm. What was your first experience with therapy or maybe even First experience with attempting therapy? That's a good question. Ooh. Yeah. So, my first experience with therapy was in graduate school after the passing of my father. Okay. Um, and that was kind of a breaking point for me to know that I went to graduate school in Minnesota, for those who don't know, went to graduate school at the University of Minnesota. And like I said, my family's from Louisiana. And so to go back to graduate school after the passing of my dad, um, I was pretty isolated or Mm -hmm. pretty distant from everybody close to me. And so I didn't really have a space to talk to anybody or I felt like I didn't have a space. I should say that. Um, and many of my friends at the time, no one had lost a parent. Mm-hmm. And so it was really, um, it was a really isolating experience. Yeah. And so that being in a counseling program, of course, that was kind of one of the first things that came to mind. Like, maybe I should, should I go to therapy? Maybe I should I go mean, to therapy. I you know, you're studying to be a therapist. So, <laughs> maybe you know, I should maybe. use the actual resources that I believe in. Right. right? And so that was my first experience and it was a it was a, a difficult experience I will say that um so it was a difficult experience my therapist was um white she was not black um mm. and I actually was able to connect with her because I think oftentimes we have this thought that my therapist has to look like me we have to have the same experiences yeah. they have to know exactly what I'm going through and um, my therapist had not lost a parent she was a young therapist at that time hadn't lost a parent um, but it was a really good connection a really good connection 
and a really good experience. So, and I can talk a lot about it, but yeah. I'm going to let y'all chime in too. Yeah, that might be a great topic for the future, you know, because sometimes a lot of people say, well, I don't want to go to a therapist because there are no black therapists mm-hmm. or there are no black brown therapists. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we might have to talk a little Absolutely. bit about that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. My, um, my first therapy um, experience was in grad school as well. And my it was the same. It was my first attempt and my first it, um, access to therapy or introduction to therapy. Some of it was because my grad, it was my master's program. I was in, in Miami and our director was very big on like, you need to know what it feels like to be on the other side mm-hmm. of that chair. Yeah. Yeah. You need to know what it feels like to sit in that waiting room. Um, and it was during a time I was having a lot of trouble sleeping. I was so anxious. I was approaching mm-hmm. graduation. I had no idea what mm-hmm. I was going to do next. It was probably <laughs> one of the first times in my life that I didn't have a set plan. And I yeah, also yeah. was in a relationship that had no business being here. <laughs> so I was like, well, we can relate to that. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let me take advantage of these free sessions and, yes. you know, make the appointment. And my mm-hmm. therapist was a white woman. Yeah. And I, I always say she oof, was phenomenal. One of the best decisions mm-hmm. I could have ever made in my life. I mean, she helped me with my outlook, helped me with just seeing how Mm -hmm. I was just being unnecessarily hard on myself and even just work through some of the fears that I had about the future. Um, And actually I've I've been into therapy twice, most recently this year, and my therapist was also another white woman. Hmm. Um, Because for me, it's more about, uh, I need my appointment. And (laughs) (laughs) I would like someone who looks like me, but if they can't, who can see me when I'm ready to be seen? I will, I have a set of questions and we, when we talk about in later episodes that I ask when I'm working with a a non-black therapist. Oh yeah. Oh, that's Um, so important. You know, you get to, you get to almost interview the person that you're about to be telling some people you're very intimate Feelings, thoughts, Very and emotions. So. I don't need to be your first black client. Okay. Oh, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. yeah. But you, like you said, you know, you are interviewing your therapist. Mm-hmm. You know, you do have, I always say, you know, finding a good therapist is like trying on clothes, mm-hmm. right? Just because it looks good on the rack, you might go yeah. and read their webpage or you might look at them on Psychology Today mm-hmm. or, you know, all these other places that we, um, advertise or therapists advertise or market but just because it looks good on the rack doesn't mean that it fits you well right, right. so we've all had that outfit that mm-hmm. we're like yeah this is about to mm-hmm. be hidden right <laughs> and then when we put it on it's like oh this didn't yeah. fit me like I expected and so that's the same with the therapist you or know? it looks good on someone else and then right. you're like oh let me go get that jacket and you're like ooh Mm-mm. Yeah, not quite. Definitely. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. What works for one person is not going to work for everybody. So yeah, you sure. got to find your fit. Yeah. So my first attempt, <laughs> and I say attempt <laughs> because I never actually made it into the office my first time. I was um, an undergrad student and I was dealing with, you know, just family things and personal things when it came to relationships. And I found that I was depressed and I actually had a really, really bad uh, semester, had never probably failed a class before. And my, Mm -hmm. you know, my GPA was trash Mm -hmm. that semester to the point where the dean of students sent me a letter and was like, clearly something's wrong. This does not (laughs) look like your typical performance. And basically I was told if I just went and saw a therapist you know, they could give me academic hardship and wipe my semester clean as if it had never happened. 
Did not know that was a thing. No. Not sure if very many students know that that's a thing, but that is a thing. <laughs> um, and all I had to do was go to therapy. Mm. So I scheduled my appointment. You know, I called. They were like, sure, we can get you in tomorrow. I'm like, okay, great. I physically walked to the counseling center, put my hands on the knob, and I was like, Black people don't go to therapy. Mm. My mom and daddy would probably mm. lose it if yeah. they knew I was coming in here talking to somebody yeah. and hadn't talked to them first. Mm. And I turned around and it was like, you're either going to go and get help or you're stuck with this, you know, these these grades and struggling. And I chose the struggle. And mm. let me tell you, she struggled to get that GPA back yeah. up. Yeah. So, you know, I made... I made a decision that was not the best decision for me. And I Mm -hmm. think about that so much, you know, when I think about now pursuing the field of psychology and how many people have made that attempt and and come so close and didn't. And so I had to deal with that and I struggled with that um, a lot, but I learned a lot from that attempt, you know, and when I finally did go into the therapy you know, office in, you know, or with a therapist. My first therapist was, oh, it was a black woman. Mm-hmm. It was a black woman and it was a great experience. I love the fact that there was someone who looked like me. Um, but I have had, you know, other therapeutic experiences with other people. And as, and like April and Shari both said, as long as the connection is there right. and you're there to work with me and I can, you know, learn, you know, things about myself and grow, that's what matters. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good story. I think the theme of that story, you know, black people don't do therapy. Mm -hmm. That thought, that script that's there for so many people, Uh you know, for so many people as they are even thinking about, you know, Mm -hmm. even pondering, should I Mm -hmm. talk to someone else? You know, whether that's a therapist in a therapist's office, whether that is a friend, whether that is a family member, like, I don't do this. I should be able to handle Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And it's crazy because it's like, where, who, who told us that and who has seen that work? Right. Right. And the funny thing (laughs) is, I told myself, my parents would have had a problem with me going to therapy. My parents never told me Mm -hmm. not to go to therapy, but somewhere mm-hmm. my mind created yeah. this this narrative well that... we have because i there were a lot of things i had in um in high school like i don't think my parents to this day they don't know i went to see a therapist i mean if they mm. ever figure out how to listen to podcasts or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my mom so they'll probably know. find out soon the <laughs> right. same for me but i definitely do remember hearing messages like what happens in this house stays in this house right. you don't tell your business to oh, everyone yeah. oh, um yeah. and so although I think it's very easy to take that message to like, well, you keep it in, you internalize everything. Everybody doesn't need to know what's going on with you and you figure it out. And I think that's kind of, it becomes, well, I don't need to tell a a therapist. I should be able to figure this out. Mm -hmm. And they don't need to know what's going on in my life. So I think it's a lot of undoing Mm -hmm. because when you were speaking about your experience, I remember being so scared while sitting in that waiting room and I was so worried someone would see me. Here I am in a program studying, (laughs) paying a whole lot of money to learn how to be, you know, a psychologist. And I'm sitting in the waiting room of a counseling center scared that someone is going to see me. And it was like, and I knew 
it was crazy to think mm-hmm. that. But I still was like, yeah. ooh, I, okay, I hope she's, I <laughs> so hope she come, open this door to me to come back soon. Oh my God. But that's the thing. I, I don't think that, you know, we get the message to not go to therapy, mm-hmm. but we also don't get the message to go to therapy. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, well, we'll handle it in house. Yep. Right. And then as we become adults, our in-house becomes us. Right. So we don't have, you know, we often aren't living with our parents. We aren't living with our siblings. And so Mm -hmm. we can't go to them and say, hey, I'm dealing with this issue or we feel like we can't go to them and say that. So our in-house is ourselves. Yeah. So we start to handle it alone. And even if people can't access therapy, because I understand there are real there are real um, like barriers. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is a matter of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like when yeah. I when I was really in my doc program at the time, I was like, oh, I probably need. I li- there was no time for me <laughs> to mm-hmm. figure out how to fit. I mean, if I needed to, I'm pretty sure I could have went to my program and yeah. said I need to miss this so I can go for an appointment. But there are things that can be therapeutic, or like Erica spoke to before about self care that yeah. may not look like quote unquote therapies. But I think we have to get into the habit of letting people know when we are struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So whether that's your friend, your partner, your kids even, mm-hmm. but getting to the point where we can admit, I'm having a bad day. Mm-hmm. This is I, I'm I'm struggling right now, so I, I may not be able to go to this thing, or yeah. right. I just need someone to come love on me this weekend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, right? We're all black women. Mm-hmm. There, dare I say strong black women, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And like that that message of you're strong enough to handle it, mm-hmm. you know, you're strong enough to to deal with it. And so not telling people, mm-hmm. you know, today I'm feeling a little less strong than I was the day before. Mm-hmm. Right. And knowing that that does not mean that I'm feeling weak or maybe I am. Mm-hmm. And that's a part of the human experience. Right. And so how do we break that barrier mm-hmm. of being the quote unquote strong black woman but also having another side where we aren't as strong mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So some of the things that we've all touched on are really just these myths that people have held on to about black people in therapy or just therapy in general. And so I really want to kind of go into maybe talking about some of those myths. Cause mm-hmm. I, I think that, that will, if we can kind of debunk some of these things, mm-hmm. maybe we can guide people into the therapy office. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the things I think that, you know, a lot of people mentioned was, you know, there's there's not people that look like us yeah. uh, doing therapy work. Mm-hmm. You know, there's other myths. What are some other myths mm-hmm. out there that we know about? Um, the idea that it's is it what I want to say mutually exclusive to prayer like it's, it's either mm-hmm. or oh, yeah. and I don't know oh, if this is, is a myth or a belief like the same thing but it's like you can't do both yes like you, oh, can, yeah. you can go right. to church you can pray you can leave it on the altar and still go to your therapist thank you right you can do both. look if you believe that God is everywhere honey he is coming in the therapy room right right in there with me <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> what else what are some other myths we got hmm. 
I think maybe about confidentiality. Um, mm. And I don't know if it's necessarily a myth or just people don't understand how it works. Mm. Is that yeah. the one thing I love about the therapy room is you can literally walk in and say pretty much anything. Yeah. And people pretty much do. And they do. They do. I told my clients and students I work with all the time, there is nothing that you can say that will surprise me. Never. No, literally, nothing. I nothing, <laughs> nothing. Nothing that you can tell me. And that's kind of that's kind of scary. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's true. It is. Right. But it's I true. have not been surprised in years. Right. Wow. I may have been like, oh, that's interesting. I'm always like, try me. Now, now watch. <laughs> Y'all go to work on I go to work on Monday. It's going to be like, okay, look, if I have anybody that's listening to this, do not come and try to scare me. Somebody's saying, let me hold my beer. Right. I'll come I'm in coming. with a whole I'm skin. Coming. Like, I got extra skin. <laughs> human skin. <laughs> Dr. Shar, what should I do with this skin? Right. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> don't come in the room. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I think one of the other myths is that you can just snap out of it, Ooh. right? So whatever you're dealing with, this too shall pass. You can snap out of it. Mm. You know, it's only for a short while. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it is for a short while, but life has ups and downs. I often say, the gift of adulthood is stress, right? <laughs> if you live long enough, you get some stressors. Mm. And so therapy, you know, doesn't have to be this thing that you go in when you're at your absolute lowest. Yeah. Um, you can come in for like maintenance. You can yes. come in to talk about stressors. You can come in to plan. I talk about goal setting, you know, people who feel perfectly fine but are at like a crux in the road and they need Mm -hmm. to goal set or they need to just kind of think through what they're going through so you know it's not something that you'll just snap out of and it doesn't have to be the hardest thing that you've ever experienced to go to therapy right I have literally had clients that came in because they just really needed almost like a homegirl and I'm Mm -hmm. like honey I will be your homegirl with a degree (laughs) and give you some (laughs) feedback what and you know what those have been some of the best sessions I've ever had and really seen people do a lot of work, you know, because there's just some things you're just not calling up your homegirl to talk about. I mean, you know, so Mm -hmm. the feedback is going to be different. You can use therapy, you know, in so many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's not the on your couch, you know. You know, it, it's just, it's so different. It's not Dr. Phil either. Or Ayala, we're not calling you go to Snipes. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I might, but I'm you know, not. don't hold it against me. I'm definitely me. not calling you beloved. <laughs> <laughs> so there's different. We're not laying you in our bosom. Right, please no. do not come close to my bosom. <laughs> Security. <laughs> um, another, I think, myth or maybe misconception is cost. Um, So while therapy can be expensive, um, there are options that are low cost. And usually in most areas, there is a Department of Mental Health um, that can connect you, especially if there is financial hardship to providers that provide either no cost therapy or low cost or sliding fee scales. A lot of private practices will offer sliding fee scales. You usually just have to show proof of income or, or hardship. Um, and even, especially if you're with families, Medicaid, I know when yeah. I did private practice here in South Carolina, um, a lot of my clients were Medicaid recipients and they didn't pay anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also for, for your children as well. Mm-hmm. So you, that is an option for kids. So I think, so don't let the cost 
scare you. So if you do call someone and they say, well, we don't really accept insurance and it's our hourly rate, you can ask about a sliding fee scale or ask if they can recommend Mm -hmm. a place that can provide it. But but I would always say start with your Department of Mental Health. Also, 311 is a number. um, Usually, I think it's sponsored by the United Way. Mm -hmm. You can contact them to get... clued into resources but I do think a lot of people think off the bat well I can't afford it now if you're working full time and paying insurance your insurance I was just gonna say that and then there's also employee assistance programs that you get free a few free sessions it might not be 16 20 sessions right but you get free sessions yes so I mean there are definitely options and then if you have insurance you may not you know this. You're paying for it already. Yeah, it's a part of your so, premium, especially if you met your uh, deductible. Absolutely, make that appointment. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you. Yeah, I'm telling you. And yeah. that insurance. One thing too, I think, is a misconception or a myth is that, and you kind of touched on a little bit, is how the you just go to a session and you'll get better. Like mm-hmm. therapy isn't mm-hmm. magic; it's work. And yeah. as a yeah. provider, I learned to have a rule is I can't work harder than my client. Yeah. Right. And I need to make sure my client understands that although this is a place where we talk and we process, mm-hmm. you have to do work outside of this right. room to, to work on our things. And sometimes it might get ugly first. Yes. yes. That's one thing sometimes I like to tell worse. people. It might get worse before it gets better. Right. And that's because you've probably been trying to push this yep. thing down, down, yeah. down. And we're about off. to bring it to the surface. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like renovating a home right mm-hmm. before yeah. it starts to look better you just got to tear everything down you got to pull out the walls yeah. rip up the floors and that's a way for you to start reorganizing mm-hmm. things. that's right you might ugly cry girl just ugly cry you might ugly cry sir just that's ugly, ugly cry. cry okay yeah and also it didn't take three sessions or three weeks for this issue mm-hmm. to occur to so it's not going to be resolved in three yeah. issues oh, so i think yeah, helping people point. understand patience mm-hmm. and so even with working with students and even clients i would always say give me three sessions yeah give me three i know mm-hmm. after the first one you're going to want to say i don't really want to come back right. uh that was weird i mean you get that bad date sometimes you know a second and third chance right right psychology behind bad another days. content another content. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to give it time and patience because it is a process you are unlearning and relearning things um so kind of just dispelling the idea that oh well therapy didn't work and sometimes mm-hmm. it's, it's a match maybe the person you were connect you were matched with it wasn't a good fit and the time you have to put the um the time into therapy yeah. to give it an opportunity to work and do the work do outside the work. of the yeah. therapy room. Yeah. Yeah. I think another misconception is my therapist is judging me. Oh, right. Have y'all heard that? Yeah. I mean, I might, <laughs> <laughs> but for therapeutic purposes, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, say more, <laughs> say more, say more. <laughs> I mean, some, sometimes I think sometimes people will come in hoping that someone will tell them that they're right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, therapy is great in that I can tell you that you're wrong and then also help you process. Or we can, you know, talk about ways in which you're right and ways in which other people are right. But sometimes I need to hold up the mirror to you. Yeah. And that might feel like you're being judged. Feels Mm -hmm. like judgment, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, but I I am going to hold that mirror up to you because I can't let you see maybe things that other people 
are seeing from you. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. But that sounds more like accountability than yeah. judgment. Yeah. 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 That's a good yeah. word to put on it. Judgment, I hear like shame. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm not, I'm not right. going to shame. Yeah. I'm but it's, you're shame. holding them accountable. Yeah. I need you yeah. to be accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And, but sometimes that might feel like judgment. Right. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're not used to it. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Right. Accountability feels like judgment for people who are That's not used good. to being held accountable. That's true. Absolutely. I know. Accountability feels like judgment for people who aren't used to it. That's, yeah. Oh, that'll preach. That'll <laughs> preach a whole mile. That's for the church I missed this morning. <laughs> Your last Sunday. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. God lives in my heart. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> and in your therapy room. That's it. That's it. And my car. Cause Lord. Okay. <laughs> right. Let's, let's. <laughs> Moving on. Moving Any on. other misconceptions that we want to cover today? Of course, you know, we're going to cover a lot more right. as we go along. We hope to just kind of uncover um, what therapy looks like for you guys, but any others that are like hot in your br- in your minds right now? I think what you said and we kind of spoke about is that your therapist has to look like you or have yeah. experienced similar things to be yeah. able to help. Um, and this was something that I had to overcome as a therapist. Um, I initially started out in the substance abuse field, mm-hmm. and I remember being really worried that mm-hmm. my clients wouldn't like me mm-hmm. or wouldn't trust me because I have not struggled with with addiction, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or at least not in the way that they have. I think we all have our vices but I I have never had a chemical addiction or substance abuse addiction and my mentor who owned the practice at the time he was like they just need to know you care Mm -hmm. and it's not a comparison you're not going to be in the room comparing stories like oh man when I was high let me tell you what I like it's not (laughs) one of those things so um and that was something I had, and it was good for me to see it as a provider, but also as a you know possible consumer mm-hmm. who lives in the South, who lives in you know places that don't have a lot of diversity when it comes to providers, to being okay with, okay, my provider may or my therapist or counselor psychologist may not look like me, but that doesn't mean that they cannot help. Yeah. They might not be able to understand or relate. Or, you know, have a similar Mm -hmm. shared experience, but that does not mean that they can't be helpful. And I think helping people understand that, particularly if you live in not, you know, diverse Mm -hmm. cities and you think that's a barrier. Well, all the therapists were white. Okay, well, is there a cool white woman? Right, right, right. Um, But getting over that, I think that's a big barrier. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, we hope some of these myths or or concerns that we've addressed have been helpful for you all. And if you have some um, that we didn't cover or that you would like more insight on, um, please let us know. Again, we are Three Socks and a Mic on Facebook and Instagram. You can slide in our DMs. Uh, <laughs> we respond. We do. Very we do. And Three Sykes 3 is the number three. So yes. the number three. So don't type out the word three. Um, you won't find us. Yes, good point. <laughs> the number three. Three yeah. sites, P-S-Y-C-H-S and A-N-D-A, Mike. All right, so before we go, ladies, I do like to always, you know, end things on a on a light note, on a positive yeah. note. And I do want to know kind of what are some things that you are looking forward to this week? What's something that, you know, you're excited about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> big or think. small, big or small, you know? I am looking forward to, so we are recording the weekend before Labor Day weekend. Um, So I am looking forward to Labor Day holiday. So I'm always looking forward to a holiday. Um, Any day I can sleep in Mm -hmm. and not go to work, um, that's when I'm usually 
my most excited. Nice. So I'm looking forward to that. I am looking for, and I hope if I say it, and I will hold myself accountable, um, <laughs> going to the gym tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> I want to go yes. to boot camp um, at, to one of the excuse me the um, trainers here. I haven't been to her class in forever, That's and so um, I haven't been able to go last week. It was just so busy, so I'm going to try to hold myself accountable and give myself, like, cut, t- cut myself off at work at the time when I <laughs> yes. need to stop so I can get there on yes. time. Exactly. So I'm hoping I can just take my own advice and leave, leave. so I can get to the gym <laughs> on time. Yes. And I'm going home at some point this week, like on the weekend. So yeah. Oh, nice, nice. I am looking forward to starting my lifestyle change. I'm not going to call it a diet. I'm going to call it a lifestyle change that starts tomorrow. Um, I'm telling myself I'm looking forward to it because my mind, you know, Mm -hmm. that thing that tries to play tricks on you is Mm -hmm. trying to tell me that I'm not looking forward to this Mm -hmm. thing. Your mind's telling you, oh, wait a minute, maybe not quote him. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another episode. Um, But yeah, I'm looking forward to this lifestyle change because I'm looking forward to getting back into my favorite jeans that um, right now um, she and I are having um, tough times. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I'm also looking forward to power tonight. Oh, yeah. So I'm excited about this. What is it like the final the final final season? Yes, the final season. Okay, so I've never watched it. Oh, oh yeah. Blasphemy? I don't have cable. I don't think I <laughs> well. <laughs> I'm oh looking forward. I'm looking forward oh, to yes, it. I'm so. excited about that. Yeah. Oh, well right. then we need to wrap up because I need to go on. Actually it's out. It came out at midnight. Yeah, it came Girl, out I'm at late. midnight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Yes, I went too excited yes. about it, was I? Well, we hope you all can find something that you can look forward to this week. You, um, It actually gets a great week, way to start your week off mm-hmm. when you look in, when you can think about things that you're excited about versus like, oh, I got to go into work mm-hmm. and see all exactly. these people. But just like, no, what's exciting? What's yeah. something that's going to lift you up? Of gratitude. Yeah. Yes. So this was our intro episode. Um, so we just wanted to introduce ourselves and why we wanted to do this, why this is important to us, to you all. Hopefully you'll come back and listen to more episodes as we release them for you all. And thank y'all for listening. Thank you. This is April. This is Shari. This is Erica. Thank you for listening.